0: hey everyone, welcome back to a new video. Before we get into the stories, I wanted to give a trigger warning for story number one, for sexual assault, as well as animal abuse, and also for story number three for self-harm. I'll have all these stories labeled in a pinned comment if you want to avoid any of them. And remember, if you have your own story that you might wanna share with me here on the channel, you can send your story to southerncannibal.com. All that being said, I hope you all enjoy this one, and remember to always stay hungry. I wanna put a warning first for sexual assault, physical abuse, and animal abuse. Also, I don't wanna use his name, He doesn't even deserve for me to say it or even type it. So, he'll be known as E. I'm a now 32-year-old female, and I made it out of this alive with a lot of therapy. Mostly healthy, and in a healthy relationship with my now husband. But it all started when I was 14. A guy I grew up with in my neighborhood, since we were in about 2nd and 3rd grade and he started following me around in my school my freshman year. He was one year older than me, a sophomore. I knew him for so long, and I always grew up nerdy. Not really the girl that ever got the guy's attention. I was their friend who they asked to hook them up with my friends or sisters. I was just the nerdy type, I guess. I wore makeup late, cared about my appearance late in age, and would rather sit alone and read than really anything else. So I was never expecting him to hang around me because he liked me. We were into the same music, shows, and movies, pretty much everything. Now that I think of it, we liked one song the same, and he'd just say me too to everything I said that was my favorite movie or TV show after that. He always played it off like he was just my best friend. Then one day, he wrote me a letter saying he was in love with me and that he couldn't pretend anymore. I tried to say no, but I missed my friend. So I made the worst mistake of my life. I gave him a chance. He was a typical narcissist with some sociopathic tendencies. He loved me so incredibly in the beginning. We were young so he'd walk miles just to be in my house or anywhere I was and then he'd just lay with me and tell me how much he loved me and how he knew I was the one from the minute we connected on that first song that we both loved. Then there were the constant poems, love stories, and love letters that were 10 pages long. He never even tried to do anything I wasn't ready for because like I said, he was the first male to ever show me attention in this way. So, I was completely innocent. Our whole first eight months was pure bliss. Other than the jealousy I started noticing coming up. We did go to the same school, but he got kicked out. And he didn't tell me why. Well, I found out later that he had threatened to kill someone. The jealousy was so bad with me being at school and him not, that I had to be home at exactly 3.15. He timed how long it took me to get home from my last class to my walk to my mom's car to getting home and getting to the door. My phone would be ringing as I walked up. If I didn't answer, I was cheating. But he had me so addicted to him that I just wanted the same old us from the beginning back. Both of our parents were very uninvolved. Either not around or they just let us do whatever. So I moved in with him. I remember the first time he got violent. It was 10 months in, but he didn't hit me. He just pulled me off the couch and I hit my head on the floor. So I told everyone who saw that it didn't count. I went back. Then it was monthly, bi-weekly, weekly, and then daily. Sometimes I'd just be walking and I'd get punched from behind. Or I'd be laying down and get kicked in the side or head anywhere one time i made the mistake of trying to walk to another room to get away from the punches he grabbed me by my throat and lifted me on the floor and then he slammed me down and if i said i'd move he'd kill me he forced me to have intercourse daily and he'd beat me he would laugh after he beat me while i cried in pain he told me i was a pussy and to get over it It just constantly got so much worse. We were arguing on the phone once, and he actually said he'd kill himself if I hung up. He threatened this every single day. This one time I hung up, and I came home from school the next day. He called me, and he told me he was in the hospital with his wrists stapled together. I had to go visit him in a mental ward. So I went in, and when I walked in, All he did was lean back in his chair, open his arms for a hug, and then smile at me, as if to say, got you. And he did. I stayed for another three years after that. He killed my kitten, just ten weeks old. He picked it up and then slammed it on the ground as hard as he could. The kitten was sadly at his house, where I basically lived as well just because I hung up during a fight, because he called me every horrible name and thing in the English language. Somehow, he still talked me into going back. He claimed it was my fault though. He was mad because of me, and he didn't even remember doing it. When I was allowed to go to school, I had to wear oversized shirts, pants, and Vans. To make sure of this, I had to meet his friend twice a day. Once in the beginning, and once in the end, just to make sure I didn't go change after the first meeting, and every time I tried to get away, he'd break into my house or try to. Cops were called constantly, but I always stayed inside because I was afraid of the repercussions. He'd get out of it, and he'd somehow have them laughing like he didn't just beat me bloody. But the cops started catching on when he tried to break in. And when I was 17, almost 18, they told me that this isn't just abuse. That if I don't get away and soon, he'll kill me. And then he started trying more dangerous things. Locking me in rooms for hours. Choking me for very long periods of time. Trying to hold me down and remove my eye. Luckily I got away with just a huge scratch and scar and a horrible black eye but I do still have my eye in sight. The day that I finally left, he hit me and I lost it. It finally clicked. No more. I fought back with everything I had. I called a friend to come get me. She was on the phone the entire time and could hear him choking me and was begging him to stop. And they were close. I remember starting to black out and I got this one last life-saving surge of adrenaline and power and I swung I got him right near the eye his eye completely busted and swole almost immediately he was bloody and he couldn't see out of it and I ran out I finally called the cops again they saw his eye and according to the law I had to go too if both of us have marks both of us have to go So there we both went, straight to jail. Mine got dropped because he wouldn't come testify that I did that to his eye because I played nice until my court date was over. Then I was 19 and done. I moved, changed my number, and I didn't speak to one person he knew. Didn't go anywhere he'd go, and I was free. Now all I knew is that he was hooked on meth and was a dealer. I heard that he got a very young girl pregnant and he actually went to jail for beating her while she had their infant in her hands. He's apparently now homeless or in drug houses, using and selling. It's been 13 years since all of this happened and he'll still try and find me on the internet. He has countless profiles and I always block them, but he always tries to get me to come back. Never. I have a wonderful husband and a beautiful baby. Even if I was alone, just thinking about him and my life back then, now that I've healed makes me physically ill. I will never come back to you, E. Not after all the hell you put me through. Burn in hell. I hope this will help any girl out there that feels stuck in a relationship. This was unfortunately a pretty long relationship that has stuck with me in bad ways. I'm going to call him C. I wasn't really looking for a relationship when I met C. He was so sweet when I met him, very gentlemanly, and very handsome. The honeymoon of our relationship was fantastic, as they always are. But when it was over, boy, it was over. I didn't have a job when we met and I received one later down the road. So full time job, full time college student now. He would always ask me when my shift started and ended. I had to text him throughout my whole time in class or at work or he would freak out. I would tell him I couldn't text, but it didn't matter. He actually came up to my college, and when the class had a break, sat next to me in class because I wasn't answering his texts. He didn't want me to give any of my attention to my friends, especially my male friends. One of my male friends I'd even known since I was four. I actually blocked him and quit talking to him just because he asked. He had truly succeeded in isolating me from everyone. If he came and visited me at work, It was always bad. A customer would smile at me, and I'd be too nice, and it would be a massive fight when we got home, yelling, and I mean yelling, the type that you can't understand the person they're so angry. I received that every day. I remember him shoving me, pushing me down, hitting something I was sitting by, even him punching holes in the wall. I became horrified of this guy. I was always fiercely loyal to him, yet he always accused me of cheating. I couldn't interact with another man of any age at all. I was terrified to leave him. He had made threats against me before. I remember a time during a fight where he stopped, walked up to me quickly, and then yanked me into a hug. The way he did it and looked at me made me burst into sobs of fear as soon as he touched me. Mind you, this man was my dream guy. He held doors open for me, always surprised me with thoughtful gifts, was incredibly affectionate, and he shared the same interests I had. I went from loving him to fearing him with every fiber of my being. I lived by my folks, but they had never heard us fight. I have no idea how. If they came over during a fight, he would flip a switch and become that old guy I loved. I felt alone. If I ever tried to bring it up with anyone, they'd mention he was sweet and that I must have just done something wrong. My own father stood up for him so much. Eventually, though, the evil finally shone through and my dad helped me kick him out. It was awful. He texted me, telling me I never loved him that I wouldn't have done this to him if I really loved him. When the text almost vanished, I thought it was over. I was again very wrong. This man would drive by my house twice a day. If I was gone, he'd tell me so. He'd ask me where I was, and he even tried to find me a few times. I know this is a very long post, but it's also very short to describe all the things I experienced. To wrap the situation up, I met a man that is very wonderful, C stalked and threatened him as well. With this man's help, I finally ended that situation. He told me how nothing I did made him treat me that way. It was C that was in the wrong. He told me I wasn't alone in this, and I didn't have to just take the abuse I was still receiving, that there was always a way out, and that all I had to do was reach out. See, really changed me in many ways. I'm not the same anymore. If anyone shows aggression towards me, I no longer cower. I became stronger. That man put me through absolute hell, and I made it out the other side. Please, ladies, don't let yourself be stuck in this. I promise, there is a man out there that will love you for the very beautiful woman you are, and won't try and cage you stay free don't ever change the beautiful person you were meant to be in the summer of 2016 my best friend at the time who I'll call Rhonda introduced me to this girl named Jerry who was 18 and I was 15 at the time I've got to admit that I was pretty desperate back then because within a week of knowing her I said yes when she asked me out. Jerry was pretty, and everyone has flaws of course, but she had something off about her. The way she talked was in a really odd, egotistical way. She admitted to the many drugs she's taken in her life, that her dad was in jail for pretty much being a stalker, and sometimes her ex would plead on a weekly basis to get back with her. As I said. I must have been desperate. We dated for most of the summer, and honestly, those three months weren't too horrible. We would go to each other's houses and hang out, and then we'd go on adventures that she felt comfortable enough to drive to and from, considering I didn't have a car at the time. Suddenly one day, Jerry said, I don't want to be with you anymore, with no explanation. Admittingly, I was a bit heartbroken, but she was eager to stay friends. After the breakup, there was about a week of conversations between us that I believe were intentionally made to hurt me. She would still call me Babe and other cute names that would feel like a dagger to the heart. One night I told her to stop doing this because it only made the heartbreak worse. She acted like it was such a horrid thing to ask of her We argued about it for hours, and it felt like it had ended with me explaining that I do care for her, but that I've realized that I wouldn't want to get back with her after all this. She seemed to switch demeanors, and she said she understood, and that she wanted to go to sleep. I couldn't go to sleep that night for whatever reason, but at around 3 in the morning, I get notifications of Jerry posting all over her social media about wanting to end her life. There were pictures of her self-harming, and others with lots of pill bottles, which both looked to be taken in her home. I had texted her frantically, asking her to stop or I would get her some help and call an ambulance. I was shaking so bad while she messaged me back slowly after each text. She tried to explain to me that I would be fine and that she's just getting high. As I went to call an ambulance anyway, I realized all the times where she purposefully didn't tell me her address. She only drove me there, so I had no idea where Jerry lived. She then consoled me that she didn't end up taking anything and would go to sleep. Knowing that she wouldn't change her mind any further, I gave in to it, but I didn't go to sleep. Two hours later, Jerry sent me a Snapchat of her by stomach pump machine in the hospital making some regular face with that stupid dog filter she told me that she was admitted into a psych department in the local hospital and would have to stay for a week the last thing i told her was that i really hope she gets the help she needs and i meant it a week later she texted me and Rhonda trying to make time for us to hang out i really didn't want to be with her and ronda assured me she didn't either out of curiosity I had asked Rhonda why she didn't want to. Rhonda explained to me that this girl was cheating on me with many people during our relationship and that she actually had a past of doing meth with her father before he was incarcerated. She knew well about it all and she even showed me screenshots of Jerry talking to other people in beyond flirtatious ways that she had sent Rhonda saying things like, he's cute, isn't he? planning to never talk to either of them again i texted back jerry and i told her to never talk to me again and i attached the screenshots she tried to explain herself but i just blocked her later that night as i was at home probably watching some movie my phone blows up with calls and texts from unknown numbers cursing at me and asking me what i was doing the one threatened me constantly telling me if I don't give her this stuff back, I'll regret it and never see the light. I was confused, as the only thing I ever got out of that relationship was a birthday gift. Even if I did block the numbers, there would be more rushing to call me names and harassing me. I unblocked Jerry's number, and I tried to tell her that if she didn't stop all this, I'm gonna call the cops. She cut me off almost immediately and asked me to come outside my door I rushed to see that no one was in my driveway. I ignored her and continued, but she cut me off again. I want you to come outside with the birthday present I got you, or I swear I'll kill you, and then hung up. I looked in every window until I saw her black G-Patriot parked by the road in sight right across from my house. I picked up a stupid box of essential oils that I got from her earlier in the relationship along with my mace and stood by the door. Since it was visible from the road, I just waited there. There was no way I was going to walk it to her. I saw her start her car and pull into my driveway. Shaking for my life and with mace ready to be sprayed, I walked to the car and handed the box through the window. Jerry was just laughing along with a couple of friends that I'd never met who all had that same look of addicts. While they all just looked at me like I was some kind of food platter, she pulled out of my driveway fast, almost running over my feet. I didn't hear anything else from her, only things about her. Rhonda had also dropped her and told me that Jerry would sit in front of her work for hours, just staring at her through windows. However, sometime in the next fall, Jerry had tried messaging me on Facebook, attempting to make things mutual. I blocked her without any replies back. Then one night in the next summer, I was scrolling on Instagram until I found this post from a spam account that talked about cheating on her boyfriend in a very casual tone. I looked through their post, trying to understand why they would do such a thing, even better who they were. I had a belief that I was following this account for a long time, maybe two years even, their captions consisted of emotional poems and regular spam things, like just complaining about everything. It wasn't until around the 10th post, I realized how familiar this all sounded. There were poems about days that I had spent with Jerry, and things we had said to each other, but there were also poems about killing me, literally ripping my heart out because I didn't deserve it. I was horrified, asking what I could have done for her to feel that way. I didn't call the cops because my parents don't feel comfortable doing that sort of thing, but I felt in danger. I confronted Jerry through private messages, telling her to delete everything and to leave me alone. She took it as a joke, explaining how I have no hold over her now that we're apart. My friends and I all reported the account until it was finally taken down. To this day, those poems keep me up some nights describing in specific ways she would kill me, even where and how, like it was all planned to do so. I finally told my mom about it a year ago, when a package was sent to me in the mail from her, essential oils worth around $100, with a note that said, I hope you still want these like I still want you. My mom took it lightly, explaining that they're only words, and she won't really do anything. All I know is that every time I spot a black Jeep patriot, my heart skips a beat and not in a good way.